This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Welcome to the Thursday episode. Today I'm talking about how we weaned Milo off his soother. We called it a wubby because he liked the wubbinubs and so we just started calling it a wubby. So if you hear me say wubby, that's what I'm talking about. And also how we prepared him to go to the dentist and what our dentist visit looked like. And then some tips that the dentist and the hygienist that we saw gave us for his next visit, how to prepare him even better. We just came off of the hottest weekend that we've had all year. It was almost 100 degrees. It was in Celsius. It was feels like 36 And Milo had his first Dairy Queen ice cream cone, which was very exciting. He loved it. He has had lots of other kinds of ice cream, but not Dairy Queen specifically. And I thought I got him the smallest cone size and it seemed really big. Did they get rid of their baby cones? Like... I always picture ice cream places having little tiny baby cones and everywhere we go, the smallest option is actually really big. And it's not like you can let him eat half of it and then take it away because he will lose his goddamn mind. So we're sitting there watching him eat this adult-sized ice cream cone, just fearing for our lives as to what the sugar is going to do to his behavior. Luckily, it did nothing. I think we were all so tired from having such a busy weekend. And when the weather is really hot and you're outside a lot, it just kind of drains you. So it was fine. But yeah, like where are the baby cones? My husband found these cones at the grocery store nearby. I think it was at, I don't know, maybe like a Foodland or a Sobeys. I'm not sure. Anyways, they are the tiniest little ice cream cones and they're the perfect little snack for Milo. That is a good size, not the monster adult size cones. We were sitting outside on a bench outside of the Dairy Queen and there was a lineup to get in so Milo was sitting on the bench having his cone and like every 30 seconds he would be like yummy yummy and people in the lineup were laughing and I was like Dairy Queen paid him to sit here (laughs) and say yummy as he ate his cone (laughs) I'm so funny Anyways, last night we were watching 90 Day Fiance as we always try and do on Sunday evenings and I could not keep my eyes open and I was in bed at 9.15. It was still sunny outside. But whatever, you got to listen to your body. If you're tired, go to bed. I hate when my husband and I are watching TV and he is exhausted, like yawning, like dozing off to sleep and then he starts doing the sleep breathing, which is like... and. 
That is one of my biggest pet peeves. Like if you're tired, go to bed, leave my area and stop breathing like and go to bed. Ugh, it drives me bananas. But anyways, okay, let's get into the topic of today, which is weaning off the soother or the wubby or the pacifier or the passy, whatever you call it, the sus and going to the dentist. I was absolutely terrified to get rid of the soother and this is why it took us quite a while to do it and we kind of did it in a gradual way and it's funny because when Milo like I knew getting rid of a soother would be a friggin struggle and I remember when Milo was a newborn I didn't want my husband to give it to him when he was fussy because I didn't want him to get addicted to it and get used to it. Anyways, it ended up that that did happen because when they're super young and they're fussing and, you know, not in a good mood, it really does comfort them. And so it's hard as a parent to know that you can give them this little thing that they can suck on and they'll be super comforted. It's hard to not do that in those moments. So anyways... He was a soother child. He liked having a soother. I was always kind of aware of when he had it, but to be honest, like he probably had it more than he should have, more than what is recommended, but it worked for us in those moments where, you know, it would help him go to sleep. It would help him if he woke up in the middle of the night and then once he was old enough to be able to find it in his crib, he would put it back in his mouth and fall back asleep. If we were in the car and he, you know, started whining or crying, we would give him his soother and it was good. Like, it was just so helpful for those situations that can be super stressful. And so, obviously, when you have that little secret weapon to deal with those moments, it's terrifying to think that you have to get rid of it because it's like, uh uh-oh, you start picturing yourself in all these situations and not having it. And it's like, it just seems like a life I did not want to be living. So I believe when Milo was about two years old, maybe, yeah, probably around two or just before two years old, we started really trying to get him to only have the soother when he was napping or at bedtime. So this took a while to transition and it wasn't like, you know, one day he had it all day and the next day that's it. Like it was only when he was sleeping. We would kind of feel out his mood and the situation and sometimes He would gladly leave his soother in his crib in the morning and it was totally fine. But then sometimes, you know, he would hurt himself and he would cry for his soother. So we would give it to him and then it was hard to take it away. So it was like a little bit all over the place, but we always tried to make it a point to take it away or not to take it away, but to have him leave it in the crib when we were getting him in the morning. So sometimes it would take, you know, five minutes of being like, leave your soother in the crib, like leave it in the crib. We're going to get it later when we come have a nap. And eventually he would throw it down in the crib. And I always tried to do it in a way where he was leaving it in the crib and it wasn't like we were taking it away because then that would just cause chaos. So if it, like, if he really didn't want to get rid of it, 
and I tried and tried for like five, 10 minutes and I couldn't get him to leave it. He would just bring it downstairs with him. And then when he was eating breakfast, we would kind of take it away and put it in a drawer so that he didn't see it. Uh, And then he would get it for nap time. And then um, we would, same thing after nap time, get him to leave it in his crib. And then at bedtime, when we would snuggle in bed for our bedtime routine after bath time, or no, he would get it before bath time. So when we were going upstairs to have a bath, we would say, okay, let's go get our wubby and we're going to go have a bath. And then he would go in his room, grab his wubby, and he would have it for bath time and our bedtime routine. And overnight, he would have wubbies or soothers all over the place just because if he woke up without it, we wanted him to be able to find one easily. So I would literally like scatter them in his crib. And then when he moved into a big boy bed, we would scatter it in his big boy bed. So that was, you know, that we did it that way from about two years old until 30 months. So about six months of having it only when he was sleeping and again that was like a gradual thing so by the end of those six months he was strictly only having it when he was sleeping and not any other time but it took a while to get there uh it wasn't like I said before it wasn't like one day he had it all day and the next day it was like only when you're sleeping it was a gradual transition now one of my good friends is a speech language pathologist and we had met with her probably when he was around 18 months because I was worried that he was behind in his language And we had a long conversation about soothers and what it does to their mouths or what it can do, like the risks involved and how it can affect speech and chewing and breathing and all kinds of stuff. So I was super informed about that stuff and, you know, it didn't scare me enough to immediately get rid of the soother at that time, but it was something that I was thinking about and preparing myself for to eventually get rid of it. If you go to the Mom Room podcast on Instagram, look at the IGTV page and the very first IGTV is a conversation with Alexandra who is the speech language pathologist and we talk all about soothers. It is super informative so if you're curious definitely go listen or watch that. And also Alexandra is on episode two of the podcast. We talk all about speech development and we talk a little bit about soothers as well. So one of the things that prolonged soother use can do is affect their bite of their teeth. So that was definitely happening to Milo. It was, it's called an open bite. So their front teeth don't really touch because they're so used to having the soother in between their teeth, especially when they're sleeping, like it just rests there. So anyways, his teeth were being affected big time and to the point where when he would chew food, like for example, think about someone taking a bite of a piece of pizza, like he wasn't able to bite down on the food because of his open bite, like he would have to chew to the side and like it started to make me sad. I also notice the way he talks, you know, and he still does this, like when he makes certain sounds, he puts his tongue between his teeth instead of behind his front teeth. Um, So that is something that can go away and correct on its own. But if not, obviously, we'll be talking to Alexandra and like doing whatever we need to do to help him um, get rid of that. 
And then also the breathing. Do they breathe with their mouth open? And then how they chew. It's it's incredible what can be affected from using a soother. It's it's wild. So anyways, all these things were on my mind and I was noticing that, you know, the soother was affecting his teeth and his bite in all these different ways. So after we, because we had planned on moving him to a big boy bed, we didn't want to do the soother at the same time or weaning him off the soother. So we waited a few weeks uh, from transitioning him to a big boy bed. And then I was reading about all the different ways that people um, wean their kids off of soothers. You know, there's like cute TikToks on how people do it and talking about the soother fairy and all kinds of stuff. And remember, I was dreading this. I thought I was preparing myself to be awake with him for days after getting rid of the soother at night. And a few weeks before we were going to get rid of the soother, Jillian Harris got rid of Annie's soother. And I remember she had a terrible time. And, you know, she her reality was what I was expecting to be, you know, like Milo not falling asleep and having to be up with him. And like, I thought it was going to be awful. So... Hopefully, my story gives some of you guys hope because our weaning process was unbelievable. I'm still shocked by it. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Lil Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. 
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. I did it on a whim. It was a long, I think it was a long weekend, Easter weekend or something. And I told my husband, like, we're doing it. My husband didn't want to do it either because we, he also was expecting absolute mayhem. So on a whim, I was like, that's it. Like, we're doing it. I gathered all the soothers in the house to make sure none were around and that he wouldn't find one. And I put them all away. And I sat him down on the couch one afternoon and I was like, okay, I am going to explain to him that, you know, he's a big boy now, like he's a certain age where kids don't have soothers anymore and explain to him that we have to give his soothers to another baby who needs them. So in my mind, I was like, okay, how can I do this? And I was thinking like, where can I find a bunch of pictures of a baby? And so I was like, ah, I should just go to the Bird's Papaya, like Sarah's Instagram account and show him pictures of Lemmy and explain that, you know, she's like this cute little baby and she needs to borrow your sissies and, 
you know, we have to give your soothers away to her because she needs them. She doesn't have any. And so I was, I spent like probably 15 minutes or so, like we were going through photos of Lemmy and he was super interested and he was like, wow, oh yeah, the baby. And he was repeating what I was saying, like that we have to give our, our wubbies to this baby. And it was super cute. I have it on video. I'll repost it on my stories after this episode airs. So yeah, I just really, really explained over and over again. I knew that he was understanding what I was saying. And this was in the afternoon. And so I still didn't know what to expect in the evening when we were going to actually put him to bed without it. We were terrified, but that night we went up for our bath and usually right before his bath, he would go and grab a soother and he didn't. We just went in the bath and then my husband and I were making sure that we didn't say anything about it. Like we just didn't want to mention it anymore and he didn't say anything, didn't say anything and we went into our bedroom, which is what we do after his bath to like dry him off and put on cream and do our bedtime routine And he wasn't saying anything. And my husband and I were looking at each other like, oh my God, this is crazy. And out of nowhere, my husband was putting on his pajamas and Milo said, I'm a big boy. I don't need my wubby anymore. And I almost started crying. Like it was so freaking cute. And so we didn't say anything. We were just like, yeah, no, like, yeah. And then he went to bed and that was that. Like he did not say anything anything and I think the only other time he mentioned it was again telling us that he was a big boy and that he didn't have a wubby anymore like incredible incredible so I know a lot of people message me and they say like their children are addicted to a soother and they're terrified to get rid of it like I totally understand I was that way too and it would just went really well for us and If it doesn't go really well, that's okay. You're not alone. Just mentally prepare for it. Like make a plan. It was the same with potty training. Like we just mentally prepared ourselves that, you know, the this like first week is going to be absolute hell. It's going to be really difficult, but we planned it. We put it in the calendar and it's like, this is happening. And then you get through those difficult days and that's it. So that is how we did it. And it was literally like it was nothing it was absolutely nothing he's still like he never has mentioned it again it's crazy so I'm very thankful that we did it when we did because his teeth are starting to shift back I noticed like his bite is closing Um, and the dentist told us if we would have waited till he was like three three and a half four to get rid of the soother it may like it could be that their teeth don't close on their own and then they have to have some kind of orthodontic uh, thing put in like braces I don't know what would fix an open bite probably braces Um, which is fine you know Uh, but I feel like all kids have braces nowadays but anyway so We're just lucky that we did it at that time and his teeth are starting to shift back on their own. So that's our soother weaning story and that's how we did it. Um, Thank you, Sarah, for all the pictures of Lemmy. It really helped me out Uh, and that's it. 
Now for the dentist chat, we, a lot of people have asked like, when do we go see the dentist? And I was confused about that as well. It was also difficult because when Milo had most of his teeth, we were in quarantine and, you know, we're still, it's still uncertain, you know, like what, what things can we go do? Like what appointments should we make? Like what's essential? What's not? Like we're all confused in Ontario, especially, So I remember calling and making a dentist appointment for Milo when he was about 18 months, I believe. So it was last summer and they didn't really do much. I really made the appointment just because I wanted him to get used to going to the dentist and just to kind of have that experience. He does have, I think they call it germination. So two of his teeth at the front are like fused together it's i think it's fairly common in kids and most often they lose that and then the two teeth come up as adult teeth but so randomly a hygienist messaged me on instagram asking if i had ever noticed that in milo and then when i looked i was like oh my god she's right so i asked the dentist about it and it's he does have that which like it's nothing to be concerned about Um, And then we asked just about his bite um, and then they just did like a quick check of his teeth. It was like 50 bucks or something. Um, So that was his first dentist experience. We didn't really get him like prepare him for that one. He was really like a lot smaller and didn't understand as much as he does now. So I think now that he's a little bit older, it's a lot more important to prepare him for things like that. Um, But he did have at least one short visit to the dentist when he was about 18 months. So for this last visit, the reason I made the appointment was because I was brushing his teeth one evening and he was laying down on my bed. So I was at a different angle than I usually am when I brush his teeth. And I noticed his back tooth had like major like staining on it. But to me, obviously, I know nothing about dental stuff. And so I just assumed it was a cavity because it was like a colored mark on his tooth. And I was freaking out inside. I was like, oh my God, he has a cavity. Like they're going to have to put him under anesthesia like to, to fill it. And I was super worried. I was also a little bit shocked because I feel like I'm so stressed out about teeth brushing that I probably do it more so than the average person. And I was like, how can this be happening? Like I've been trying to do such a good job with his teeth and trying to do all the right things. And like, of course he has a cavity. I was so upset, but then my husband was like, okay, if it's a cavity, we're just gonna deal with it. And it's not a huge deal. Like it's literally just a cavity. And so, I started to calm down after a couple days and then I made the appointment as soon as I could. I also read a really good article about cavities in children that made me feel a little bit better because it wasn't so much about um, like you're not brushing properly. It was more so about like sharing saliva with adults and if they have the certain bacteria that causes tooth decay, it gets in the child the child's mouth and it can start a cavity. Like it was just really interesting. I also had, when I was younger, really, really deep grooves in my teeth, especially my back molars. And I think Milo has the exact same thing because food will get stuck in the crevices of his teeth 
and I can brush the shit out of it and it will not come out. And when we went to the dentist, he actually had a piece of blueberry stuck in the crevice that was that had the discoloration that I was worried about. And like I tried brushing forever. I could not get it out. And then the dentist got it out with the little um, pick tool that they use. So it just goes to show like it could be that he just has insanely deep grooves in his teeth and this is going to be a problem. I know sometimes they'll cover the grooves with like a, like a, what is it called? Like a clear layer so that stuff doesn't get stuck in there. So that might be something that he has to do when his adult teeth come in, but we'll see. Anyways, for this second dentist appointment, I prepared him by showing him photos of the dentist office. So I just Googled it and I found photos of the exterior, photos of the interior, and I was just explaining to him that we were going to go there in a few days and we're going to see the dentist and she's going to check your teeth and it's going to be so fun. They have a really cool chair that goes up and down and I just made it sound really exciting. So I would just casually mention that for like maybe three or four days leading up to the appointment. Like if I was driving him home from daycare, I'd be like, you know where we're going soon? We're going to the dentist. Yeah, you're going to get to sit in her chair. She's going to check your teeth and you're going to have to go ah and open your mouth wide like a dinosaur. And, you know, I would just mention this every once in a while. We also watched some YouTube videos where they talked about going to the dentist or like little cartoons. I know Peppa Pig has an episode where they go to the dentist. There's also some real life videos of kids going to the dentist. So we just tried to show him um, some of those, which was good because some of the real life ones show the actual tools that the dentist is going to use. So that's kind of helpful as well. And then some of the tips that the dentist and the hygienist told us for his next visit was to order a dental toolkit on Amazon. They have kids ones and let him play with the tools, let him check inside your mouth, you check inside his mouth and just make it kind of like a fun thing. Our dentist experience was pretty good and you know the first appointment that we had like I was saying he was really young so it was a little bit of a different experience. This time because we had an actual concern they actually had to get into his mouth to feel it with that pick thing. So when we first went in I sat on the chair he was excited to sit on the chair and he sat on me and he didn't have any problem with the hygienist looking in his mouth and they're really good like they're used to working with kids so they like knew all the right things to say and how to um, you know act all excited and super happy and so the hygienist part was great she had gloves on and he let her like look in his mouth And she told us that she didn't think that it was a cavity. She thought it was just staining, but that obviously the dentist had to come and check. So then when the dentist came, um, he was a little bit more nervous because now it was like a new person coming into the room. She had like the light headband thing on her head. She had a mask. She had a gown on. Um, So he let her go in his mouth with her fingers, no problem. And then he was okay with the little round mirror thing, but she wanted to touch the stained part uh, at the back of his teeth with the little poker thing to make sure that it wasn't a cavity. And that he got really nervous with and he would cover his mouth and he didn't want to open his mouth anymore. 
So at first I thought we were going to have to make another appointment. And I was like, oh my God, like I don't want to have to come back. Like we are so close to having such a successful appointment. So luckily they like let him sit for a little bit. They didn't push it, didn't push it. And then they were trying different things like the dentist was looking in my mouth and using that little tool. They also gave him a different little tool that he could hold and he was looking in my mouth and you know, they were like, oh, like poke the dentist's hand with it. Like, look, look at what, you know, the little tool does. And anyways, eventually they started talking about um, asking him how many teeth he had and if they could count his teeth. And they started counting my teeth and making it like, oh, like, do you have more teeth than mommy? So they're very well versed in how to get kids like engaged in the appointment and wanting to let them check their teeth. So eventually he was on board with letting her count his teeth and he was into that. So he opened his mouth like really wide and let her put the little pokey thing in and investigate his tooth. So, so thankful that we don't have to go back. And she confirmed that it wasn't a cavity. It was just staining but that we need to keep like really brushing and like the goal with kids teeth is to not have a cavity by the time they're six because of I think how they have to put them under anesthesia and it's a whole big to do if they have cavities. So that's just our goal right now and I'm really trying to brush really well and right now he's in a phase where he's letting me brush his teeth really really well I always let him brush at first for a little bit and then I'll go in and finish up so right now it's been going well but there's always phases where it's just a nightmare to brush his teeth so if you struggle with teeth brushing I totally am with you we have gone through ups and downs since we started brushing his teeth and We've tried everything. We get him new toothbrushes, like electronic toothbrushes with Toy Story on it, PJ Masks toothbrushes. Like we're constantly trying to get him toothbrushes that excite him or like different toothpaste. Anything like that works. Different YouTube videos about brushing teeth. Blippi has a good one. The Wiggles have a good one. So every time we're in a phase where it's hard to brush his teeth, we do something new to make it exciting again. So now... What I've done is I try to bring him to the bathroom to let him spit the toothpaste out in the sink because eventually he's going to have to learn to do that. He doesn't do it properly right now, but he thinks that that's exciting. So he'll usually let me brush his teeth in the bathroom so that he can then spit it out in the sink. So it's like constantly trying to find things to make it exciting when we're in those phases of him hating it. And to be honest, I don't think he hates brushing his teeth. I think it's just everything else with being a toddler. It's like they want to be in control of it. So, you know, maybe having multiple toothbrushes and they can pick which one they're going to use or different toothpaste and they can select one. And it's like, how can you let them be in control? But obviously he doesn't brush his teeth like He doesn't do a good job. He, you know, yet. Hopefully he'll learn eventually. But so I always have to go in and brush his teeth. And if we have to like hold him down sometimes, my husband will like make it a game so that I can get in there and brush. But then I'm like, oh my God, body autonomy. Like I hate if he doesn't want us to do something, but we have to. So it's just, there's always something, right? 
Okay, I'm gonna quickly answer some questions that you guys sent in on Instagram about these topics. So someone asks if they do x-rays on young kids. They did not do x-rays. I'm assuming they don't do x-rays because like they cannot get them to sit still. They didn't even mention it at his appointment. So I'm assuming no, but I'm not 100% sure. Someone asked if I would do like getting rid of the soother um, sooner or differently next time. And I would probably get rid of it sooner. And I'm saying that just because it went so well for us. Um, and I wouldn't change my method because again, it worked so well for us, but I would probably do it earlier to prevent his teeth, um, being shifted and having the open bite and having it affect the way he speaks and stuff. Um, somebody asked about, wanting to start weaning and what are some good steps I would say talking about it and preparing them for it I feel like we don't talk enough to toddlers to prepare them for things and I think they understand way more than we give them credit for so I would just start talking about how you know soon we're gonna get rid of the soother and we're gonna give it away to another baby and explaining that whole scenario to them and that they're a certain age now where they don't need it and just seeing how they respond to that. So that's what I would do. Somebody asked if the dentist said the soother affected his teeth at all and yes it definitely did and they made a point to say that if we would have waited a lot longer like till you know he was three or four to get rid of it that his teeth likely wouldn't have shifted back on their own. A lot of people asked when a child is supposed to go to the dentist and honestly I would say as soon as possible just to get them used to going. Even if they don't do much and they're just like talking to you, asking questions, looking at their teeth, just you know basic exam, it's worth it just to get them to go sit in the chair and have the experience. Also, just quickly before I end this episode, something to consider with regard to their teeth is a lot of kids brush their teeth, let's say right after their bath, and then they have milk before bed. And the milk sits on their teeth all night and there's sugars in milk. And I don't think a lot of people consider this, but that is something that we tried to do. We always brushed his teeth after giving him his milk. Now he doesn't have milk at night anymore or in the morning actually. So it's not a problem, but I remember people talking about this on a podcast a long time ago about how a lot of kids drink milk after they brush their teeth and then they go to bed. So that is also something to think about. And if you can brush their teeth after their milk, that's always a good idea. And that is it for this episode. I just talked my face off and I'm so thirsty now. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. If you don't already, please follow the Mom Room Podcast on Instagram. It is such a beautiful profile at the Mom Room Podcast. I am on TikTok and Instagram at the Mom Room. Oh no, at the.mom.room. We publish episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. You can go on themomroompodcast.com and watch all the fun promo videos from previous episodes. If you haven't already, please go wherever you are listening to this podcast and rate, review, and subscribe. If you haven't already, that is how we grow the show. The Mom Room Podcast merch is coming soon, so be excited about that. I am insanely excited and I cannot wait. 
I hope you guys have a lovely day and then a lovely Friday and then a lovely weekend and I hope your children sleep every single night uninterrupted. That is my wish for you.